Okay, we are learning Daf Nun Ches. We're going to be starting from the two dots. So this is at the end of the Mishnah. So what are we talking about? We're talking about that the Kohen Gadol has done the Achaz Lamatah Lamata Lufnaivalufnim. He's done the Achaz Lamata outside in the Parochets. And again, each of these Achaz Lamata Lamatas has been from both the Par and the Sai. Then we say that the, uh, the Kohen mixes the two. He mixes the two, and he's going to apply four matanos to each corner of the inner mizbech, of the mizbech hakatoras, and then there's going to be seven on the, the top of the mizbech we're going to learn about. At any rate, after he mixes the blood, it says, He puts the, the mole, he puts the full bowl, the bowl that now holds all the bloods, into the empty one. Notice he's got an extra bowl here. So what's the pashab shot of the Mishnah? He's got that extra bowl. So he puts the, 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 the empty one under the full one, like sometimes you stack cups like that. You know, you got a cup of, of water and uh, you got an empty cup. So you put the full cup into the empty cup and you hold them both together. That would be the simple shot here. So the Gemara starts with a question and we're going to move over back to our mission. We start with a question, a general question. What happens if a Kohen puts up one bowl inside of another bowl and when he's holding both, he does Kabbalah Saddam. He's Makabal the Dam when he's holding both bowls. What's the halacha? And the root of the question is that when the Kayin is doing the Avoid of the Kabbalah, the, the Torah says, well, that the Kayin should directly take. That means that it has to be that there's direct contact, right? More than contact, it can't be anything which is chitz. It can't be anything which interposes between his hand, between his, his maizalakicha, and the klishares that he's catching the blood with. That's a very important thing. You can't, let's say, you know, let's say the Kayin would want to wear a glove. So remember, we even had some graphic descriptions and then about some bad punishments that the Kohen Gadol met, met, that met the Kohen Gadol if he wore glove when he did the avodah. This is because of this issue, because of chatzitza. That has to be direct from between his body and the klishart. So what happened here, is that called direct? You're putting a bowl into another bowl. And now, where's the, where's the blood going to go? The blood is going to be received in the inner bowl. But the Kohen is holding the outer bowl. So imagine you do that. Imagine you put one cup inside another cup. So now you're holding the outer cup. The outer cup inside of it has another cup. Now there's water in the inner cup. Would you say you're holding that cup directly? Or you're holding it through the outer cup. So what is the halacha? And the root of the question the Gemara is bringing out is that it's a shayla min b'mina chotzitz v'ena chotzitz. Min b'mina chotzitz v'ena chotzitz means that it had it been another type of material unrelated to a bowl. So that, that certainly would have been that certainly would have been a problem. Sounds like that certainly would have been a chatzitza. Our shayla is specifically because it's a bowl in a bowl. So it's mimimino. It's not like an unlike thing. It's not like something which doesn't belong there. It's when it's something which is randomly there. It doesn't belong. Okay, so it's, it's a chatzitza. But when it's something which is bimino, the same thing as the thing that you need to be close to, so then maybe we could say it's just all one big thing. It's like the cups, you know? It's like, oh, that's like just a cup. Just bottle to the whole cup. So therefore, it could be okay because it's mimimino. That's the Gemara's shayla. So the Gemara says, let's bring a ride to the Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, that when the Kohen Gadol has mixed the two bloods of the power and the sorry, and he's going to go and he's going to apply the blood, it says that he mix, he puts the full bowl into the The simple understanding of that phrase is that he's putting the full bowl into the empty bowl. And now he's holding the two bowls, and the, and the blood is, on the, is in the inner bowl, and he's going to go to the Mizbech, take his finger, that dab it and put it on put it on the mizbech. Now he's not doing Kabbalah here. He's not doing an abode of Kabbalah. But here again, Gemara is assuming that since the Torah says 
And we know that the Lekicha comes from a Klisharis. So it's going to be considered a Chatzitza if there would be something random. Let's say he would have a, you know, some sort of glove or something that, that, that was Chotis between him and the, and the Klisharis. It would be a problem. So he has to be holding, in order to do a proper Mice of Lekicha to take the blood to spritz it, to sprinkle it, he has to be holding it directly. It's a big Chiddush to Gemara. Because someone could, could say, there's no avodah that he's doing right now. The avodah he's going to be doing is hazah, right? And he's going to take his finger directly and dab it in. So mechatesi, for the Gemara, that the Gemara can bring a riot from here, that when you're doing an avodah, that there's no problem in mimimimim alochot. So when let's say you're doing an avodah like Kabbalah, you're holding them one bowl inside another bowl, maybe, 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 that, maybe, maybe that is a problem. Maybe that's called chatzitza. But here, what are you doing with chatzitza? You're holding the bowl that has the blood, that you're going to do sprinkling from. Holding that bowl is not an avoda. What avoda are you doing right now? What's the issue? Elamai, the Gemara holds that since it says in the Passover, and in order to do that, it has to be held in a bowl, there would be in Kaveya that he has to be taking it from a klishari that he's directly holding. A little bit of a chiddush in the Gemara. Why the Gemara assumes that there's such a thing? So the Gemara is taking out. If we see here, there's a lot of hold, the blood that has the mixed power, the blood of the... Uh, the blood from the Sahara and the Sahara mixed together in one bowl inside another bowl, then that's a raya that you could do Kabbalah like in such a thing as well. So the Gemara says, low, it's not a raya. Why? That's not what the mission means. The mission doesn't mean that you put the full bowl into the empty bowl. It means he pours the full bowl into an empty bowl. What does that mean? It means first you mix them together inside of a, inside of a bowl. Then you take the whole thing, all the contents, and you pour it into another empty bowl. Why would you do such a thing? Or the Gemara objects to it, like a little bit simple. Like he already poured them together. Like if they're already mixed and they're sitting in a bowl, why would you pour it into another bowl? Clearly that can't be the right interpretation. The mission is just randomly pouring it into another bowl. It must be. What it means is that you're putting the full bowl into the empty bowl, which is the way we understood it. So the Gemara explains, no, he's trying to mix it very well. Do you remember this? So this is what they teach you when you're young. Let's say you don't have a spoon and you have a coffee, right? And the sugar isn't mixing. So what do you do? Pour into another cup. It works. You have it, right? If you have things that aren't that are mixed together in one cup, you pour them into another cup, they'll mix better. So that's what he's trying to do here. He was and the into a cup. And now not there's a malibareka means he pours all the contents from that cup into another cup. Why is he doing that? Because it will mix even better. So really now the Mishnah did never said the point that we thought it was saying. And we thought the point the Mishnah was saying is that the coin now is holding an empty bowl under the full bowl of blood, which proves to us, and the Gemara is saying, that's not what the Mishnah is saying. The Mishnah is not saying that at all. He doesn't do such a thing. He's only holding one bowl, which is saying that he pours the contents into another bowl. All right. So now we try to bring another proof. Tashema, it says in the Mishnah, this is the Mishnah's Vachamayonu, let's say the coin is standing on top of the Klee, or he's randomly stepping on his friend's foot when he's doing that bowl, the apostle, it's no good. So here, this is a different type of chatita. This is a din, that the coin has to be standing directly on the floor. This is based upon the Pasuk, Hashem so there's a dinamido, the Ritzvah is Mekadosh, the coin, that the coin has to be standing directly on the floor. So what happens here if he's standing where? On either a clear or his friend's leg. It's no good because the Chatzitza. So what do we see? Mimimino Chatzitz, because his friend's leg is also a leg. So why are we saying it's a problem? I mimimino Chatzitz. So the Gemara says, no, it's not a proof. Shiny regal, different in the case of the foot. Why? Because you can't be any bittle for it. You can't control your friend's foot. Right? In other words, your friend's foot, he's going to do with his foot what he wants to do with his foot. So what's, what do we see here? It's a very interesting lumbus in chatzitza. The way chatzitza works is that it's but. In other words, that's the way you get around it. Let's say, like that, when you're going to the mikvah, you have something that's on you that you're not mach, but it's only a miyut, 
So me the rice is not a chatzitza. Why? Because the thing is just part of the body. It's just bottled to the body. If I'm makbed on it and I want to get it off, I can't say it's bottled to the body. I want to take it off. It's not bottled to the body. To the contrary, I want it off the body. But that's the way to get around chatzitza. It would have been based upon such an idea. I have a full bowl and the empty bowl under it. It's not a different entity. I don't see that this empty bowl is a chatzitza between me, between the coin and the full bowl on the inside. It's just a it's bottle to the bowl. But I can't say that with the foot and my friend's foot. Because my friend's foot, he's going to dig the foot of the foot, what he wants to do. You can't say that the foot is just bottle and it's just, you know, bottle my leg and now my leg is really touching the floor. You can't die like that. So we remain with the question. Says the Gemara, halfway down in Chesmet Aleph, Yikata Amri Ha'cha Abaminei. There are those who say that the Shadow was posed a little bit differently. Not out min mimino lochotis or not. We have a different issue. Der Sheves, we have one Der Sheves, but Ka'ach. Really, Azachas Chatzitza, we have no issue. No Chatzitza mimino lochotis, we're fine with it. But we're attacking from a different angle. Maybe it's not good because it's not the way of doing service. It's not the way of doing Avoda. And this comes off based upon the fact that we have to remember, when you're doing Avoda, it's not just a mitzvah. Shiras, it's a very specific word that the Torah uses. Shiras, you imagine, you know, the imagery, king, service, this, that. So it's got to be, you know, like a white glove kind of service. It's got to be the gold standard, the way that it would most beautifully be done. And to have random empty bowls, right, like kind of like the ideas, I don't know if this is necessarily a great illustration, but like you don't stack things when you're clearing, when you're clearing off the king's table. You know what I mean? It's not, there's a certain elegance. So that's what we're saying, Derek Shiras, how would it be done? You're not going to take... Not going to take an empty bowl and hold out and hold the full bowl. It's just not the way that it's done. So maybe it's no good. Now it's sad at Hilchos Chatzitza that it's felt in Velaka Chakayin. It's not an Indar Shares Pekasa. The Master says Tashman, it's on a Jerry Shmuel. It's Kokle Ashras, 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 This is possible from Parshish by Midbar. It's talking about um, carrying all the, the Kalim and the Vim did. So it said, it's Mashman the Pasuk, Shnei Kalim, Shares Achat. It speaks about two Kalim in one service, right? Because look at the grammar here. So it sounds like it's still one act of one act of service. So clay, we're saying, is, is, is at least mashma two kalim. But hashari is mashma one service. So it's mashma you could theoretically, like making a drasha, that could theoretically be you, you could use two kalim to do one act of shera. So it sounds like everything's okay. What about if a person puts a sieve? So what sieve? So this is the stuff that grows in, the, in like in, um, around the date, the, the date palm trees, and it, it's like a very soft material. Um, and I don't know if soft is really the word. It's like porous, like stuff that goes in can kind of go out. It's 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 not so absorbent. That's the point. So you're putting it on the inside here. It's not in the, if it would be on the outside, and the coin would be holding it through a sieve. If it sure would be a chatzitza, it's omino. Here the issue is the coin is holding the, the klishars directly. The sieve is on the inside, and the blood is going to go in. Now here's the key. The blood has to directly be in the cleat. There can't be, it can't be anything chutzpah between the blood and the cleat. So what do we want to know? We want to know if the sieve is chutzpah. What's the shiloh? Now, in an objective sense, obviously, would be right? If I put something like, I don't know, let's say I would line you know, some silver foil inside of the, inside of the, and the klishar, it certainly would be an issue. But our question is specific to the sieve. Why is the sieve perhaps not an issue? Explains the Gemara, keeping the Mechalchel, since it, 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 it's porous, the idea is that it goes right through, the blood goes right through it, to the other side, it seeps through and goes through to the other, to the Kli. Well, Chai, it's that's not called a Chatitza. There's something random floating around the Kli, granted. But that, that random sieve that's floating around the Kli is not a Chotitza on any level with the blood coming into the Kli, coming and touching the Kli. Odomo Loshna, maybe Lamaisa is no different, it's still called a Chatitza. So the Mars having this interesting question. When you have a liquid that has to go into a cleat, and I have some sieve in it, is that a din of a chotet? Probably could seep through that thing. 
Mitzad Shini, maybe that's a din of a chotz. Mar's not questioning in Mitzias. Mar's questioning in the din of the Kabbalah if there's something which blocks the blood, but at the same time it can seep through there and get to the Kli, is that considered to be a chotz? So the Gemara says, Amalei Tanina, we look at this and we look at a Mishnah. Here we're learning about the Paraduma. So remember the Paraduma, you mix the, the ashes of the Paraduma with Mayim Chaim, right? Or spring water. And the Pasuk says it's Mayim Chaim El Kel. What does that mean? That the Mayim Chaim has to go directly to the Kli. That means it can't be that it goes from the spring to a different Kli before it's the Kli that has the, that has the ashes. It's very specific to be Mayim Chaim El Kel. So here the mission was talking about some sort of, um, I don't even know exactly what this is, some sort of hollow over here that they're they're using to to, to, to put the Mayim Chaim in and the issue was that uh, there was a sponge that was floating around in there now a sponge is going to be a very big problem it's going to be a very big problem for us when, he, when we have it because because it, it, it's not considered to be a cleat a sponge is not a cleat it's not a thing that, that really holds water it's not considered filling the Mayim Chaim Al-Kali like let's just say for example just let me give you an example the first part of that Mishnah says let's say I had a pitcher inside of a big trough and the pitcher has some opening, that'd be fine. Even if the ashes aren't inside the pitcher, the ashes are on the bottom of the trough, and I have some sort of pitcher that's sitting in the trough and it goes in, that's fine. Because it's all connected. All the waters are all one big chibur. But that's all good because the water that's in a pitcher is ma'im chayim al-keli. Ah, is it in the same place where the ashes is? So I can say it is, as long as the pitcher has an opening and it's in the trough. So it's all the ma'im chayim al-keli is fulfilled because it's in a pitcher. And if the ashes are here because it's in the trough, everything's okay. But that's only good if it's in a pitcher because the pitcher is a cleat. But if it's in a sponge, I can't see it up that way because a sponge is not a Mayim Chaim Al-Keli. So we have a fundamental issue here. The water which goes to the, into the sponge is very problematic. That's nissal. It's, it's disqualified from being used for paraduma. So for sure the water which is absorbed into the sponge, we have no question whatsoever that it, um, that it, that, 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 that it is no good. Now, what do we do? How do I take the rest of the water? So it says in the Mishnah, because we want to make sure that the water that's absorbed in the sponge, remember sponge, just a little contact, it can squeeze out. And then the disqualified waters that went into the sponge are going to mix with the rest of the waters in the trough, which are good. So you want to make sure you're not doing that. So what do you do? So you draw off the top of the water that's in the kli, and you go until you reach the sponge. And then you have to stop because all the water in the sponge is no good. And any, any water that's mixed, there is not, is not going to be good. So what do we see over here? That the Mishnah was saying not only the water in the sponge is no good, but the, um, the rest of the water also would be no good. So what are we seeing? We're seeing that the, that the sponge is not really a chotzitz. There's going to be water that's going to be in the sponge, which is evidently going to go through, going to come out from the sponge and mix with the rest of the water. That's why I have to be careful that when I just draw off, I just draw off until the level I get to the sponge, but I can't go any deeper. And the reason is because I'm concerned for the, the, the mixture of the water from the stuff that was inside of the sponge, that was absorbed into the stuff that's outside. So what do I see? I see that water can go through this, this, um, this sponge and it's, it's, it's not going to be considered a chotzeitz. So the Gemara is saying, so, so too over here, by the sieve that's inside of the klishares, it should not be a chotzeitz. Now it sounds like from the Gemara that the question that we had is a lot more based on mitzias. Because that's really what the issue is over here. The issue here by the, by the, the sponge in the water is really Metzias' issue. It's not, you know, is the water that's inside, got, got, is stuck in the sponge, which is now Nifsal, because that's not Mayim Chaim Al-Keli, is that going to flow freely? Is that going to get out of the sponge? And if we see that that will do that, then so too, the dam that's coming into the sieve that's in the bowl, we should say it's not Chotzitz because it's going to get through the sieve. 
So it really does sound like it's a little bit more of a Metzias that, that the Gemara was driving it. So the Gemara answers, no, it's not a proof. Shining Mayim, the Klishi, water is much thinner. So, so you can't, not everything is the same. It's not, it's not just about comparing the sponge and the, and, and the sieve. It's about thinking about what material is inside. So here, blood is a thicker thing. So maybe blood that go, is not necessarily going to get through the sieve so well. So that is a chotes. But water would easily just come readily in and out of the sponge. And that's why by, for the water, it's not a chotes. But we want to know for the blood, maybe it is a chotes. Says the Gemara, other people say this is the way they resolve it. If it's dam, it's good. Because it's not a chotzitza, because we see the liquids can get through. Just like you get through the sponge, it can get through over here. But the Komet's possible. There's another time you use a klishar, for Kabbalah. Not the way you would think of a classical Kabbalah as blood shooting out of the neck of the animal. But after you take the kmitza out of the mincha, you then take the Komet's that's in your fingers, and you place it in a bowl. That's the equivalent of Kabbalah. That's Kiddush of a Komet's. Remember, every Kabbalah of Dam, how does the Gemara always touch it off? What is Kabbalah? Kabbalah is Kiddush Adam. That's what it is. After I take the comments and I have it in my fingers, you put it into another Kli, that matches the step of Kabbalah. So if I put it into a Kli, the comments is it's flour, and I put it, and it's blocked by the sieve. It's not a liquid, really, material. So then that's something where it's not going to be good. That would be possible. So after, so, so now what do we have? We have that he mixed the Dhamma Dhamma Par and the Dhamma Sar and he's going to make the Matanos on the Mizbeach. So we look at the Pasuk. He goes out to the Mizbeach that is in front of Hashem. So he just sprinkled by the Parochas and now he's going out to the Mizbeach and this is Hashem. What is this Mizbeach? This is the Mizbeach Hazov. Because by, by, by specifying that it's the Mizbeach which is Lifnei Hashem, we mean the Mizbeach and the Hegel. What, and what it means he goes out, it means he goes out from being closer, he's in front of the Prochus, he now goes to the Mizbech. Now, how is he going to actually apply the blood? So he sticks it, he sticks it in, and then his Machat means that the motion that he has to apply it on the corner of the Mizbech is a downward motion. He doesn't do it like, you want to look at this demonstration over here? He doesn't do it like this, up, but he does it like this, down. And the top of the horn going down, not like that. And the reason is because we don't want his clothes. He's got the sleeve over here. We don't want his white, beautiful white sleeve over here. Calling all those things to get dirty. There's a big problem with calling all those clothes get dirty. You might be nifsal. The whole avoda might not be good. You might have to start again. You're kipper. It's not a good thing. So we want to make sure he doesn't get dirty, and that's why he says it's down as well. Oh, it's not less of a danger. The palm should always should be down. He has four corners. Which one does he do first? So the Mishnah tells us it's going to sound like our random facts, and when we learn the Gemara, we'll see the significance. He starts with Karen Mizrachah's phone, and you start from the northeast corner. His phone is Maravis, he then goes to the northwest. Northeast and northwest, then Maravis, Dromus, then southwest, and finally Dromus, Mizrachah, then to the southeast. And the Mishnah points out an irony. It's not tremendously significant when we understand the reasons, but there's an irony. You also have four corners by the Mizbech on Every outer chatas, on the outer Mizbech, you also have four corners, and there's an order. So the place that you, the, 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 the place where you're, where you're masked, where you start to apply the blood by regular chatas on the outer Mizbech, that's the corner where you're finishing here on the inner Mizbech. You're finishing on the southeast corner on the inner Mizbech. Happens to be, ironically, the southeast corner is the corner that you start with from the blood of an outer chathos on the outer mizbeach. So that's just a, a point of irony. The place here where you're finishing is the place where you start on, a reg- on an outside chathos. Why there are you starting on the southeast? And why here are you ending on the southeast? We have to be patient. We have to see why the variables, how everything is falling the way it is. <coughs> that's the first opinion. It says the second opinion, Rabbi Lazar Ahmed. In other words, the fir- it sounds like this. The first opinion here is assuming the Kohen Gadol is always, is always going to do a downward motion 
and the reason, and also he's going to be circling the Mizbech. So as we said, he's starting from the northeast corner, he goes, he stands there, he applies in the downward motion on the corner, and then he's going to walk to the northwest corner, walk around to the southwest, and then walk to the southeast. It's, it's motion, the Kohen Gadol is moving around the Mizbech. And, just, and again, one point of introduction, the inner Mizbech is tiny. It's one Amma by one Amma. Kohen could easily just reach over. But it seems that the Tanakhama held that he's moving around. Rabbi Lazar says, no, the Kohen Gadol always stands just in his place. So he goes to the, to, to, we'll see where he starts, according to Rabbi Lazar, but uh, it would sound like from the way the Mishnah is presenting, and we'll see a little bit more in the Gemara, that he goes to the same place. He goes to the northeast, and he just stays in the northeast corner. The first corner, the first corner where he is, he has to do, where he's concerned that he's going to get his clothes dirty, so he has to do a downward motion. But all the rest of them, since he's, he's like reaching out, he's reaching across, so he has more ability to control it, because how it's going to fall. And so from the other corners, he could actually go up. So that's Rabbi Eliezer's difference. Rabbi Eliezer is saying one main difference which causes a derivative, another difference. The main difference is that he doesn't walk around. He stands in his place. Number two, therefore, is Rabbi Eliezer is going to say for the other corners besides the one that's directly in front of him in the northeast, he's able to do an upward motion as opposed to the downward motion. The downward motion, the danger of getting close dirty is only when it's right in front of you. It's like, you know, like a steep hill. It's right there. It's like, you go like this. Okay. Now, after he finishes the four corners on the Mizbeach, he's at Taharosh Mizbeach Shabbat Then he's, he then does sprinkling seven times on the Taharosh Mizbeach. We'll see what that word Taharosh means. Does it mean, the Gemara's going to have two interpretations. Does it mean the middle or does it mean the top? We'll, we'll see the Gemara's analysis. And that comes from the, from the Pasuk. The Pasuk is very clear that he does such a thing. Anyway, after that, what does he do? Shiari Adam, the remainders of the blood, meaning everything that's left in the cup. Means you go out of the Hechel, you go find the outer Mizbeach. The outer Mizbeach, remember, certain parts of it have a Yisod. The southwest and north all have Yisod. And on that bottom base, he pours the blood. Okay. Uh, and where is it? On the western base. On the base that's on the western side. Why? to see the significance in the Gemara. When he's bringing a carbon on the outer Mizbech, meaning this is all that he, we're saying he pours it on the western base, that's when he's coming out with the blood from the, from the Kodesh section. On Yom Kippur. But let's say a person who's doing a regular carbon, I don't know, regular carbon, or regular carbon chatas on a regular day. Then, you don't pour it on the western base, you pour it on the southern base. Okay, I'll we'll have to see why that's true. But in both cases, in other words, what happens after Shvicha Shirayim Right. So obviously the blood's not going to stay there forever. What happens? Right, you pour it right on the bottom, it's pretty much by the floor. It's the bottom ama base that's right by the floor. So Elu Elu, both of these, Miss Arvin Ba'ama, they mix together then in the water, in the water canal. They used to have a water stream which ran through the Azara. So afterwards the blood the blood would it's kind of like a sewage system in a certain way. So the blood would go down and flow out. The Yotza the Nachal Kidron would go out to Nachal Kidron. Nachal Kidron was the the south of Yushalai. And then what would they do it? And in Karan the Kanan they would they would they the Zevel, they would sell it to people who were planting stuff to Gananin, they would sell it to them for, as fertilizer, umolin behem, but there's meila. So what does it mean there's meila? This is a tough thing. We're gonna see in the Gemara. Obviously, if you're selling it, there's no meila, right? You can't you can't do that. How do you do it? What's going on? Something something is legit, belongs to the treasury, you can't just randomly do that. So the idea is that it's a Dirabonan. Midaraisa the blood has no meila at this point. We'll see why in the Gemara. Midaraisa, there's no real, once it's been used, everything's done with the mitzvah and this and that, there's no real meila. But we're saying there's a new din Midarabonan, we'll have to see why, that people shouldn't use it unless they pay for it. We'll, we'll understand the nature of that din a little bit better in the Gemara tomorrow. 
But if for today, we just have to see that the blood goes out, it spills out, Hektish then uses it and they sell it to the Ganon and make a few dollars. Okay. So now the Gemara says, you just have to remember that there's a Pasuk in, uh, in, in the end of Parshas Midbar, which, uh, which is very similar to the Pasuk in Achremos, because in Achremos we're talking about the Kohen Gadol being Maze Lefnai Lefnim, then by the Paroches, and then by the Mizbach HaZohot. There's another time that you use similar Avodah. The Paro Mzavah Shotzibor, the Pesukim describe a very similar thing. Just remember, not Lefnai Lefnim. There's Sheva Hazos by the curtain, by the Paroches, and then again also over there, there's, there, there, there are applications on the inner Mizbach. That's called Chatoos Apnimios. It's like one of the problems of Sibur Syria, but it's also like that. So it says in the Bride saw the Pasuk says, on Rabbanan Viyatza Elamizbeach, the Kohen. So, so we're looking at the Pasuk here in Achremos where it says he goes out to the Mizbeach, that's Lifne Hashem. So Matamalomar, what's the Pasuk saying? In other words, wh- wh- why is the Pasuk saying Viyatza? What does that mean? He's actually not leaving the Hechel, right? The whole point is that he's not leaving the Hechel, it's the Mizbeach Lifne Hashem. So what's this grace that you see over here? He leaves. So Matamalomar, Amrachem, the Fisher, Mizri Pabal, Mitzvah, because we find. By the power of David Shotzibah, which is very similar, he first did by the parochas, and then he applies by the mizbeach. There, the din is shekoyin omin chutz mizbeach mazah parochas b'shashu mazah. There, where does he stand when he's sprinkling towards the parochas? You know where he stands behind the mizbeach. It's a very far throw. The mizbeach is in the middle of the kodesh section. How long is the kodesh section? Forty almost long, and the, and the mizbeach was right in the middle. He stands behind the mizbeach, and he spritzes toward the parochas. That's like again, he doesn't have to hit the parochas. We learned yesterday, but that's still how long of a throw is that? Worry about it. That's like a 20 arm throw. Pretty impressive. Any rate, so that's where he would stand by the power of Alkala Mitzvah. We'll see how we know that. So, Yochel Afsakin, somebody might think by Yom Kippur, it's the same thing. You don't stand right next to the Paroches when you do the Achsam Shavu from the Paran Nisra. You stand behind the Mizbech. How do we know that's that true? That you don't stand behind the Mizbech, you stand close to the Paroches. After you did the Hazos by the Paroches, then you go out to go to the Mizbech. So, Hechanaya, where was he? Must be lifting him in the Mizbech. He was inside the Mizbech. So for some reason we know, we know for sure the power of Alam Dabash Shotzibar, you stand behind the Mizbech. And you have this long throw. So somebody might have said the power that Yom Kippur, it's like that. So the Pasuk says, Viyatzal Mizbech. must be until now he was standing from within the Mizbech to the Parochas. So now we get some background information. How do we know that by Paralam Dabash Shotzibar, Hitaka stands behind the Mizbech? Tanya Idach, Lifne Hashem. Again, here we're talking about the Parakon Mashiach, which is also the Chatos Apnimias. So it says that, um, that in, just to look at the Pasuk on the side, he, 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 but the Torah emphasizes that he, he does the Avodah, Lifnei Hashem, it says it's the Mizbach HaKatoras. So that's a funny thing, because if you're going to say that it's Mizbach HaKatoras, so then you don't have to say that it's Lifnei Hashem. Everybody knows that the Mizbach HaKatoras is inside of the Hechel. So Ma'atam Lemer, why is the Torah emphasizing this? the opposite here in this price. Since we know that the Parnyum, I'm sorry, Yom Kippur, that where do you stand? You stand inside the Mizbeach, and you're sprinkling to the curtain. So somebody might say that this is the same thing. That here by the Parakon Mashiach on Yom Kippur, you might say that he should be standing from inside the Mizbeach and the curtain when he's sprinkling towards the curtain. So the Pasuk says, Mizbach Ketoyres Hasamim Lifne Hashem Asher Ba'ol Moed. He should do it by the Mizbeach HaKetoyres, which is Lifne Hashem, that is in the Ol Moed. So we make a deal. Mizbeach Lifne Hashem. The Mizbeach is Lifne Hashem. In Kohen Lifne Hashem. But the Kohen shouldn't be standing closer to Hashem. So what does that mean? Ha-Kate said, I don't understand. What is the point we're trying to say? It means, He should be outside the Mizbeach. Meaning, when he is doing these whole avodos, it should be the Mizbeach Lifne Hashem. The Mizbeach should be closer to Hashem. 
So basically, it's working backwards. By Parakon and Mashiach, we know the Pasuk says, this drasha, Mizbech, Lifne Hashem, unnecessarily, it already said Mizbech HaKtoros, we know what Mizbech it is. So Mizbech, Lifne Hashem, teaches us the coin should be behind the Mizbech, outside the parot, outside of the, of the Mizbech, and he spritzes from there. That's, we know, by other types of Chatos HaPinimus. By now, by, by, by Yom Kippur, to tell us that that's not the case, on Yom Kippur, actually, the coin stands where... When he's doing the Achmat of Shavu Lamatav and the Dam of the Sari between the Mizbech and the Parochas, we know that because it says after he's done, Viyotzal Mizbech, he goes out to the Mizbech to apply the four Matanos to the Mizbech Azahav. Okay, wonderful. Says the Mishnah, Hiskamachatav Yariyat. So we learn the whole thing. Again, you go to the northeast corner, then the northwest corner, southwest corner, southeast corner. Those were the directions. And the Tanakama was holding that he was moving around. Rabbi Lazar was saying was that he was in his place. So Tanakama, we get a bunch of other Tanami, and we're going to figure this all out. So the first, the Bryce says like this: Hischam he's making the downward motions here. Where does he start? So this Tana says that he starts from the southeast. So that's very different than our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is saying you're starting from the northeast. This Tana says he's starting from the southeast. Then he goes to Romis Ma Ravis. So and not only that, here the direction is opposite. Right? In our direction, just to follow, our Tana of Mishra was northeast to northwest. That's called counterclockwise. According to this Tana, where he's starting from the southeast, then he's going to the southwest. That means he's going clockwise. Then Tzvonis, then Tzvonis, my Rav Tzvonis, then Tzvonis, my Then he's going to the northwest and then northeast. Divrei Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva is starting him off at the, at the southeast and then going clockwise. Says, that's obviously not our mission. Rabbi Yosef, Lili Omer, no, it's like this. He starts from the northeast, like our Mishnah said. Then Svonis Maravis. Then he goes to the northwest. Then Svonis Maravis. It's exactly like our Mishnah. So it sounds like our Mishnah is Rabbi Yosei Aglili. Malcolm Rabbi Yosei Aglili. Maskel Shomer Mikiva Posik. And here again, we make this irony that where Rabbi Yosei Aglili is starting, he's starting where the northeast. That's the place where Rabbi Akiva was ending. Rabbi Akiva started in the southeast and ended in the northeast. Malkum Rabbi Kiva Maslil, the place where Rabbi Kiva started, Rabbi Kiva started in the southeast. Sharm Rabbi Yosei Aglili posted, Rabbi Yosei Aglili started in the northeast, would end up. So again, we have to figure out what's going on. Says the Gemara, the Kuliyama Mia, Bahu Karen, the Pog of Eresha, Lo Oven. Everybody agrees that the first corner you're going to encounter, you do not apply the blood to. Meaning, we didn't get yet the significance of, oh, you started in the southeast, you started in the northeast. We'll get to south and north in one second. Hold that. But why are you not starting in either the northwest or the southwest? Think about it. The Kohen is coming from where? He's coming from, for, from further west. He's been where? He's been by the Parochas. He's now coming out further east and encountering the Mizbech. So he's clearly going to be hitting which corners first? The, 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 the western ones. Whether it's the north or the south, we'll talk about. But he's definitely not going to be by the eastern corners. So everybody, Rabbi Yekiv and Rabbi Yisrael, whether it was the south or the north, everybody agrees you're dealing with the eastern corners before the western corners. Why? Why would you be passing over my time? But why are you passing over that corner? And to emphasize, it's against the ruling. And the Torah doesn't tell you the direction. Obviously here there are svaras that are at play. We'll talk about the svaras in a little bit. But, but the question is, it should definitely tell you that it should be the western corners for us. Like Mar says, You should be leaving the entire Mizbech. That was the Lashon. That means you go out, pass over the whole Mizbech, and then you start. So you're definitely going to go to the east. 
That's everybody agrees. The Shiloh just is. Is it the Northeast or the Southeast? Now, what's the Shiloh? So let's break it apart. Very Gishmaka thing. We remember we had a Machlokas back in the Mishnah Daf Nalif. If there were two curtains or one curtain, remember that Machlokas? Amatraxin, if you don't know what it was, and there were two curtains. If there were two curtains, where was he? If there were two curtains, where is, the, where, where is it? He's in the South. If there was one curtain and there's an entrance, where is he? He's in the North. So based upon that Machlokas, Okashi, that's what's going on here if you're starting in the Southeast and the Northeast. If you're coming from the South, so you're closer to the southern side, so you're going you're gonna, to, again, everybody agrees you skip the western corner because the Yatsalam is back. Then you're going to start in the southeast. That's our town. That's Rabbi Yosef Lili. Whereas if you go to Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva holds that there's only one curtain, so you're coming out of the north, you're closer to the north, you're closer to the north, then you skip over the northwest and you go to the northeast. Okay, that's the shot in the Svara, whether it's the north or the south, it just depends which, which angle you're coming off of. And, um, but, but everybody agrees you're skipping the western corners, moving to the eastern corners. That's a great question. Yeah, good question. It's a very funny thing to be told it in that. When the, in, the, in, the, in the base, in, like for example, and the, they had the Amatrax, and where was the, how did they get in? It was a wall, right? So presumably it was in the middle. Remember it says it was in the middle. So then, what, what did they do? Right? I don't know. Then you're just directly facing them as back. So where do you go? It's straight. I don't know. Let's see. The Gemara addresses now with, 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 the, with the issue you brought. The Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva, knock him in. And Rabbi Akiva here, what's going on? Rabbi Akiva, how are you going? Rabbi Akiva is starting where? Which direction? Let's get this clear. Rabbi Akiva's in the northeast. Then he's going which way? Then he's going to the northwest, and the southwest, and the southeast. That's, that's Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara says, that's the wrong way. Not going to come in. Shouldn't he be going? Why is Rabbi Akiva saying that he's going left? is arguing with When Shlomo made this big mikvah, what does the pasuk say about it? There were like these oxen which were molded images, and then, and, and, and then inside, in the interior, was where the mikvah was. So there were, how does the pasuk describe it? So the directions it says is first north, then west, then south, then east. It says that this mikvah is on top of them, was on the top, and all their backs were the inch. If the directions that the Pasuk listed are that way, north and west and south and east, it's all be turning right and to the east. So the Gemara is asking why, Rabbi Kibi, starting in the northeast, and then you're going the other way, northwest, then south and southeast, you're going the other way. So the Gemara says, should we say, not everybody agrees, you have to turn to the right. Not everybody agrees. So we see the Rabbi Akiva, behold, you go to the left, it's taco, the whole drush of Rabbi Akiva to begin with, is not something that we should assume is true. So the Gemara says that we could defend that everybody does agree to it. So the Gemara says, Everybody could agree. clearly holds that we learn the inside from the outside. So therefore, it's applicable to our case also. That's why Rabbi Yosei he agrees that, you're, that, that, you're go, that, that you have this drasha applying to the Mizbech. Rabbi Kiva holds that we do not make that drasha bechlau. Let me just clarify one thing. I think I, think, I, think I, said, I said it wrong. It's important. Let me just clarify According to Rabbi, according to according to Rabbi Yisiaglili, you're starting the northeast, then you're going, then you're going to the northwest, the southwest, southeast. That's good. That is a kiyum. That, that 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 is the direction we want to see it go going. That's counterclockwise. That was good. That is derechemet. Our Shiloh was the other way. Our Shiloh was in Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was starting in the southeast and then going to the southwest and then the northwest and then the northeast. That bothers us because so that's clockwise, not counterclockwise. That clockwise motion is derech small. That's what the Gemara was bothered by. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. So at any rate, so the Gemara was bothered. What's Pshan Rabbi Akiva? You're going to the left clockwise. How are you allowed to do that? 
Is it Pshad he doesn't hold to the drasha? The Gemara is saying, no, it could be he does hold to the drasha generally, but not inside. Rami Rechesko's drasha is a makar for avoidis bachot. Avoidis bifnim we don't have. Is there a svar lechalik? The Gemara doesn't give one. It just seems in the Gemara, Rambam Rechazko's drasha to move to the right as opposed to the left does not apply possibly inside the Kodesh, inside the Kodesh, because the Makar was not that way. Says the Gemara, Maybe you don't hold to the drasha, but why are you dafka saying that you go to the left? If you want to say you don't hold to the drasha inside, fine, you don't hold to the drasha. But do it either way you want. I understand Rabbi Akiva's consideration was, specifically we're saying, to start in the southeast. Fine, start in the southeast. But don't Bedavka tell me that then I go to the southwest and then go that way, always turning to my left. Maybe, maybe I could go the other way. So the Gemara says, Remember really which one should you have started with? The southwest, because that's the first one you encounter. Again, you come out of the corner, corner uh, the south corner, and, and that's the closest one you're going to hit is the southwest. You skip that one. Why? Because that's the one that you said to skip it. Really, you shouldn't skip over a mitzvah. So my law of it, why weren't you doing the first one in the southwest? It was just based upon the drasha that you're supposed to leave the home is back. But Be'etzim, the first one should have been on the southwest. So since as soon as he went now and puts on the southeast, he should go back to the one that he skipped over. So Be'etzim, it should have been the southwest first. We had the drasha that said, go and skip over the western corner. So now he's starting in the southeast. So now, instead of saying you could either go to your right or your left, nobody cares. Instead, we say, go back to the southwest. Dafka, go to your left in order to get the Karen that you skipped first. That's one approach. Says the Gemara, there could be another approach to the top of the Mahas. If you'd be walking around by foot, everybody would agree that you should be walking to your right. Rabbi Akiva holds that the way you move around is by your hand. Remember, we had a machlokas in the Mishnah. Rabbi Lezer holds that you move around with your hand. So when you're moving around with your hand, you're standing in one place, then there's no din you go to your right. The whole din you go to your right is only when your whole body is moving. When you're just dim moving with your hand, there's no such halacha. There's a basic lily old that no, that the hakafa is beregel, and that's why bedafka you're moving around to the right. Everybody could agree that you're moving around with your hand. The machlokas is hagufa. When you move around with your hand, is there a din that you should be moving derech yamin or not? Okay? Says the Gemara, is that true? Rabbi Yosei holds you move around with your hand. When Tani Sefer, Rabbi Lazar, it said in the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar holds you move around with your hand. And the Tanakama was reflecting Rabbi Yosei Aglili's opinion. Tanakama holds you move around with your hand, with your feet. It's like we said, but it will originally. Better to say one opinion said Akafa Biyad, one opinion said Akafa Beregel. So, bottom line is if Akafa is Biyad, then you could go to your left. If Akafa is Beregel, then you should go to your right. And now the Gemara just clarifies what's Pshad of the Machlokas if you move around with your hand or your feet. It says go around, Saviv. So, you should compare Saviv to Inamis Bech to Adamis Bech. And, and therefore, just as the Adam is back, you walk around because obviously it's too big. You can't just apply it. So since it's so small, it's only one ama by one ama, you have no right to learn it from the outer Mizbech. And for the inner Mizbech, in a Hanami, you just go around with your hand.